Thanks for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's great. All that he did, he's great. Matthew 27, Matthew 27, and verse 50, 50 through 54. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing here at Revival Tabernacle. Thank all of you who were here with us on Friday for our Good Friday joint service with Perfecting Church. I encourage you to be, get here next Sunday. Next Sunday is going to be amazing as our own executive pastor, Pastor Elijah Harrell the third, the third, will be ministering the Word of God, and we can't wait to hear what the Lord is saying through him. But touch somebody and say, but there's a word of the, from the Lord today. I believe it. Matthew 27, verses 50 through 54. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Now when the centurion had, and they that were with him watching Jesus, saw the earthquake, and those things that were done, they feared greatly saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Want to look at just for a point of emphasis, well, you know what, it's, it's all going to be emphasized, so let's not even pick it out. So let's just say this. I want to use for, for a subject this morning, uh, look at someone and say, straight out of the grave. <laughs> come on, let's get ready and get into it today. Let's, let's get ready and come on, give God some praise as we get ready to get into God's Word, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord straight out of the grave. I know some of y'all <clears throat> like to claim straight out of Detroit, straight out of HP. There you go. Some of y'all even claim Compton. They've even been to Compton, but you straight out of, straight out of there, right? We're going to talk a little bit today about straight out of the grave. And, you know, it's difficult because... How many different ways can you say he got up? I mean, every single year we go through this, but I pray today that, 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 that we won't uh, tune a deaf ear to what the Lord wants to say to us, as I believe that this word of God is so deep and expansive, and he continues to show himself to us in revelatory ways. Uh, I'm a sports fanatic. This is a wonderful time of the year for me because basketball is on every single day. 
The girls in my house are going absolutely crazy because there's like, again, another game? Mama asked me, they not out yet? They not? It's like, Mama, it's still the first round. They ain't even played four games yet. They're still. Because I draw inspiration from athletes, especially those athletes that perform uh, at the highest levels. I, I absolutely love it. And when they reach that apexual pinnacle, of their sport, and then they ultimately win the greatest reward that that sport has to offer. It's a beautiful moment of celebration. I especially love it when uh, we witness the moment, that moment when all of their hard work and dedication pays off, finally pays off, and they release that distinctive cry of victory. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, see, uh, uh, you may have seen it on the face of Muhammad Ali. Show Muhammad Ali. This is after he beat Sonny Liston, and he let out that shout of victory. He was just so excited after, after winning that fight. Some of you may remember Kevin Garnett. Go, go to Kevin Garnett. Uh, Kevin Garnett. This was iconic when, when Kevin Garnett and the Boston Celtics won the championship. Kevin Garnett, they were trying to interview him, and Kevin Garnett couldn't even hold his emotions, and he says, Anything's possible! I mean, he just went crazy in that moment. I mean, just all that, 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 that moment when, when they win and all of that excitement comes out in that cry of victory. I remember even watching the Olympics, because you know I'm a big Olympic fan, when Michael Phelps won uh, and became the most dedicated or, or, or decorated Olympian in our history of, of, of Olympic Games. And he became, he, he won that, 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 that four by four relay. And I mean, it was just amazing to see. And then even last week, last week, we got a chance to witness Tiger Woods in his historic comeback when his body had been gone through all type of surgery, mental, physical, emotional, and, and, and 10 years from winning his last uh, uh, match he won again and he raised his hands in victory. He let out a cry of victory. It was even more amazing to me when, if we just can bring it right on home a little bit, when, I, when we began to go back through the archives and we had another iconic moment. I, I, I want to share this video of one of our very own, uh, and this was a very important moment because uh, he hadn't been playing well in his profession or, 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 or during that particular season. He had gone through an injury and had a surgery, and then this began to happen. Zach, can we show this video real quick? Turn it up a little bit. Watch this moment, watch this moment.
you can cut it off right there. It was amazing when I went when I because I asked Brian if I could share if I could share that video as a part of today's uh, discussion because it was amazing when when he began to tell me it was like you know it was such an emotional moment because I, because of all that he had gone through he wasn't playing well that season he had gone through an injury and was recovering and then for him to and even some other mental things that were going on and I'll have him share the story with you guys later but when he got up to bat and then he was able to hit that home run in that moment in that moment you not only could hear, well, you couldn't even hear him because of the cheer of the crowd. Everybody else in that stadium was so excited. And it was the sound of victory. I'd like to imagine, if you will, go with me for a moment, that in our passage here where Jesus was there on the cross and the scripture says, cried out again with a loud voice that this in fact was Jesus's iconic championship moment where he let out a cry of victory because if you look at the scriptures in the book of Hebrews Hebrews 12 and 2 it says looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith watch this who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You thought, Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. Moment was awesome. Let me tell you something. When Jesus cried out, it is finished, it was 10,000 times better than any try that any championship sport could have ever given in that moment. Bible says, look at there in verse 50, it says, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. The text says, and I didn't get the half sheets done in time, but you can just take notes. The text says, with a loud voice, with a loud voice, and this indicates, watch this, it indicates that Jesus was still fairly strong when he yielded up his spirit. It's something how all the movie directors in Hollywood got it all wrong. Because, see, whenever I uh, uh, would remember any type of moment in the movies where they would depict Jesus on the cross, the movies of death, oh, 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 of the death of Jesus, any movie that comes to my mind always shows Jesus hanging on the cross, and he has this very faint voice, barely getting the words out. It is finished. But the scriptures tell us something very different. <laughs> the scriptures paint a very different story. And I don't know about you, I'm going to take the Bible over what the Hollywood scripts may tell you. Because the scriptures tell us that with a very loud voice, not just once, but it says it again with a loud voice. Let me tell you something, my brothers and my sisters, we don't praise and celebrate some Jesus who barely defeated death, hell, and the grave. But we praise Jesus and we celebrate him because he conquered death, hell, and the grave. And he did it with great power. That's the Jesus that we're celebrating today. He is the undisputed and still undefeated heavyweight champion of the world, universe, and heaven. His name is Jesus the Christ. Somebody ought to give God some praise in this place. And it was in that very moment, in that very moment, the purpose 
in which Jesus came was fulfilled. In that very moment, the whole reason why he came was fulfilled. And just like it was for Tiger Woods winning the Masters, just like it was for Kevin Garnett winning his first NBA championship, Jesus' cry was not a cry of exhaustion, but it was a cry of victory. And how many people in this place are glad that he has the victory today? Look at what it says there in the text. Look back at verse 50. It says, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice. Watch this. And yielded up his spirit. <laughs> and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. I love the King James translation because it uses that word yielded. And that verb yielded means, watch this, it means dismissed. He dismissed his spirit from his body. Lord, help me in this place. It lets us know that even in dying, the Lord demonstrated that he was still in control. I wish I had somebody that knew what I was talking about. That no matter what comes our way, sometimes you have to learn how to dismiss yourself. Hello, somebody. Every phase or every season in your life isn't meant for you to stay there. Sometimes you got to learn how to dismiss yourself. Every situation that you engage in isn't meant for you to stay there. You got to learn how to dismiss yourself. Every relationship that you find yourself in isn't meant for you to stay in it. You have to learn how to sometimes just dismiss yourself. And even when you're going to learn how to dismiss yourself from this and from that, when are we going to learn how to dismiss yourself from the persons, places, or things that simply tolerate you so you can walk and embrace the people, places, and things that learn how to celebrate you? Touch your neighbor and say, tell him, excuse me. I'll be right back. I need to go dismiss myself from a few things. It's time that we learn how to dismiss myself from some people that keep trying to hold us back from having more of God. I don't hear y'all saying nothing to me in this place. I think it's time for us to dismiss ourselves from some activities that keep holding us back from spending more time in prayer. It's time for us to dismiss ourselves from some habits that keep holding us back from my witness being effective as it should be. So excuse me, I need to go dismiss myself. And then when we look at the scripture there in verse 51, it says, then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Let me just park right there for a moment. You have to understand that there were two curtains or two veils in the temple. One that allow people access into the holies of holies. And then the other that allow people, that allow just the priest access into the most holy place. That was the access point to God himself, the presence of God. And so you have to understand that in that moment, uh, the curtain that was torn in two from top to bottom was the curtain that allowed the priest access, the priest only access, into the most holy place. Because when he tore the curtain from top to bottom, he was, uh, he, he was symbolizing or identifying that not only now is it just available for the priest to go into the presence of God, but now we all, as a part of the body of Christ, have access 
has direct access into the presence of God. And then it begins to say, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. This is something that's going on here. Now watch this. This is the part that I want to spare attention to. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. In other words, many saints who were dead were now alive. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the city and appeared to many. I got to be honest. Is this a safe place for me to be honest? I'm going to be honest with you for a moment. I got to confess uh, that in all my years of being in church, in all my years of reading the Bible, and in all my years of hearing the Jesus story, I've never seen this. In all my years, I've never read this. I've never even heard this preached, ever. And when we were going through the series Bars from the Cross, and I came across it, it jumped out at me. I said, wait a minute. I don't think I ever knew that there were people who were dead that were raised back to life the moment Jesus died. The moment Jesus died, there was a resurrection, and the scripture says, of many saints. I had never in my life, in my life, heard this. This is why you got to read the Bible for yourself. So when I read this, I immediately thought, Brother Jefferson, that I knew where the Spirit of the Lord was leading me. And I thought that the Lord was showing me this, which I think is still good, but it ain't what he was trying to give me to give to us today. But I'm going to give you what I thought he was telling me in this moment. I thought what he was showing me was how important it is to wait on him before we show ourselves to them. If you, if, if, you, if you go back and look at 52 and 53, let's look at 52B again. It says, well, let's go look at the whole verse. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Verse 53, and coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So I thought that the lesson there was how important it is to wait on him before we show ourselves to them. And I thought that could preach real good. But then the Holy Ghost had me look back at that text. And I had to look back at the text again and even have had a little help from my friends. <laughs> I mean, no, sometimes you got to reach out for some help. <laughs> reach out to a couple of our pastors and, and uh, begin to look a little bit deeper at what this is saying and what this isn't saying. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the graves after 
after his resurrection. Let me try it again. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of their graves after his resurrection. One of y'all got it. All right, let me try try it one more time. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming out of the grave after his resurrection. Let me see if I can break this down. They rose from the grave when Jesus died. Jesus rose from the grave three days after he died. Meaning, they didn't come out of their grave until after his resurrection. That means that they hung out at the grave after they had been given new life. You mean to tell me they had new life, but they were still hanging out in a dead place? They had new life, but they were still hanging out in dead places. You've been given new life, so why are you still hanging out in dead places? I don't think it's just for them, but I think it's a question for us. That we've been given new life, but we find ourselves still hanging out in dead places. Among dead people. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Because see, there's two types of dead people that we see here. There is, because the scripture says that, there, that, 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 that the graves were opened. It didn't, it didn't say that some of the graves. It, it just said the graves. That let me know that there was, there was probably, all the graves probably opened up. But it said, but the saints who had fallen asleep before were raised up again. In other words, there were those who graves had been opened, but they didn't rise up. But you have the saints who were raised to new life, and they still hanging out in dead places. What's wrong with this picture? The reason why you're still in the dead place is because you don't know what to do. So Jesus steps in. Watch this. He steps in and says, after three days, if death couldn't hold me, then this place of death can't hold me. Therefore, since death can't hold you, this place of death shouldn't be holding you. You've been given new life, but you're still hanging out at the bar. You've been given new life, but you're still dating that man or that woman who's bringing you further and further away from God. You've been given new life, but you're still making dead financial decisions, not trusting God with the tithe. You've been given new life, but you're still living up under the labels of your past failures and your past mistakes. Can I give you a memo? On this Resurrection Sunday 2019, you've been made alive in Jesus. 
I'm going to say it again. You've been made alive in Jesus. Death couldn't hold him, and the grave couldn't contain him. So when he got up, he walked up out of that tomb. So my question is, what are you still doing hanging around in dead places? You see, the empty tomb was for us to see. Watch this. Just what resurrection power really means. See, waiting till the third day was all a matter of formality. He had gone through all the formalities of death. Now he is risen. (laughs) See, it's not just about conquering death. Did that. Not just about victory over Satan and hell. He did that. But see, some of us are still wrestling with the very thing that resurrection causes us to see, and that is victory over the grave. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Because there are people here right now. You know God has delivered you. You know God has given you the victory. But you're still sitting there with your grave clothes on. And the problem is we've gotten so comfortable in the dead place that we started decorating the dead place like we decorated our college dorm room. Start putting up our old magazines and different dream boards and visions. Look at what we did before, decorating the grave. God help us in Jesus' name. And God has called us to come straight out of the grave. Look at your neighbor and say, get, it's get up Sunday. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Look at your neighbor and say, it's get up Sunday. And I'm coming straight out of the grave. That's the wrong neighbor. Look at somebody else and say, it's get up Sunday. And I'm coming straight out of the grave. Come on, make eye contact with somebody across the sanctuary and say, it's get up Sunday. And I'm coming straight out of the grave. Come on and give God some praise in this place. Come on, I'm coming out of the grave of disappointment. I'm coming out of the grave of unbelief. I'm coming out of the grave of depression. I'm coming out of the grave of promiscuity. I'm coming out of the grave of pornography. I'm coming out of the grave of drug addiction. I'm coming out of the grave of alcoholism. I'm coming out of the grave of shame. I'm coming out of the grave of giving people a piece of my mind. I'm coming out of the grave of guilt. I'm coming out of the grave of low expectations. I'm coming out of the grave of low self-esteem. I'm coming out of the grave of thinking I'm not enough. I'm coming out of the grave of other people's opinion. I'm coming out of the grave of thinking that this is how it's going to be. Grab your neighbor by the hand and look your neighbor in the eye and say, neighbor, I'm coming out and I'm straight out of the grave, but I'm coming out and I'm bringing you with me. Come on and give God some praise because what you got to understand is that I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let anyone or anything that's connected to me remain in the place that God has already given us the victory over. I'm just not going to do it. Not going to do it. I'm not going I'm not going to experience resurrection power and leave you right there in the grave. The devil is alive. No, 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 no. 
I'm coming out and I'm bringing you with me. Why? Because we have power in the name of Jesus. It says, and they went into the city and appeared to many. I wonder who they went appearing to. Said they appeared to many. I mean, I mean, think about it. They appeared to many. They had to have possibly gone to people that knew them before. And they came back to show themselves that something has happened to me. I know y'all had the funeral. I know y'all had the repast. I know y'all been crying. I know y'all didn't hit me up with the, the embalming fluid and all of that. But today, I'm alive. Today, I ran out of that grave. Lord, help me in this place. But the problem is, is that a lot of us, we're afraid to take this new life back to the people. Because you may think that your time, because look at what it says. It says, and they went into the holy city and appeared to many. You may think that your time in the city is over, but God is saying your time in the city is just beginning. Because I'm giving you new life. I'm giving you a resurrection in this moment. And everything that you've been afraid of going back to, God's going to send you back into it. Because he wants you to, because watch this. We got to get to verse 54. I know it wasn't on the screen, but let me just read. Look, look what verse 54 says. Look at what happened after that. It says, now when the centurion and they that were with him, watching Jesus, saw the earthquake and those things which were done. What, what are those things that she's talking about? What are those things that he's talking about? He said the earthquake, the rocks were split. Graves opened up, and many of the saints who were dead are now alive again. It says, it, it says, and, and, and the centurion guard, and they that were with him who were watching Jesus saw the earthquake and those things that were done. They feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Can I just tell y'all something? And I'm done because I'm ready for brunch. Let me tell y'all the whole conclusion of the whole matter. God is waiting on you to go and show what he's done in you to somebody else. Watch this. Because they're not going to believe until they see you. They're not going to believe until they see a resurrected Kenya and a resurrected Ray. They're not going to believe until they see a resurrected Demetri. They're not going to believe until they see a resurrected Mary. They're not going to believe until they see a resurrected Akisha. They're not going to believe until they see a resurrected Matthew. Because you've got to understand that the very people who you may be afraid of going up against or running into, those are the very people that you need to go and show yourself to. Because let me tell you something, once you've been touched by the power of God, there is nothing that no devil in hell 
can say against you or, 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 or from you, but God is going to show them that there is a God and there is, and his name is Jesus and he's able to bring dead things to life. And I need somebody to give God some praise if you're ready for what God is going to be ready to do in your life. Come on and stand to your feet. Come on and stand to your feet. Because I believe that that's, that's exactly what God is trying to get over to us today. He's telling us that it's time to come straight out of the grave. You've been given new life, so what are you doing hanging out in dead places? You've been given new life. What are you doing still being attached to dead things? You've been given new life. What are you doing? Notice the difference between when they were resurrected and when Jesus was resurrected. They're resurrected. They got up. Lord have mercy. And they just hung out there in the dead place. When Jesus was resurrected, he got up, he took off his grave clothes, folded them up, put them over there in the corner, and he walked on up out of that thing. <laughs> Can I just tell you something? God is saying, it's time for you to pull off your grave clothes. It's time for you to live, live the, your, those dead places. Live being attached to those dead things and walk up out of that thing. Grab your neighbor's hand and say, neighbor, I'm coming straight out of the grave. Glory to your name. Thanks for tuning in to the Revival Tabernacle Podcast. Wherever you may be listening from, we hope that this message encourages you in the unwavering, unconditional love of Jesus Christ. Join us as we reach sinners, raise believers, and release leaders. Please enjoy the message from the RT Pulpit.